and welcome to this week's Treasury Career Corner podcast, where I interview treasury professionals about their treasury careers. Each and every week, I talk to treasurers about how they've built their careers, where they are now, and where they see both themselves and the treasury profession going to next. In this week's show, delighted to be joined by Nicholas Carrera, the group treasurer at Metalaw Technologies. Metalaw is a Swiss-based global independent company. They work within the precious metal area. They've been going for over 150 years. I'm going to get Nicholas to explain that a little bit later on in the show. We've met each other a number of times, actually at a number of conferences. He's really great speaker. Actually, communication is one of the key things we talk about in our treasury skills wheel, that treasurers need to be out there. This is what Nicholas does. He goes out, preaches the word of treasury, tells everyone about how amazing it is and some of the developments there. But as always, Nicholas, enough to chat from me. Perhaps if you would talk about how you first started, you did your economics degree, but then discovered the world of finance and treasury. As always, it's over to you, sir. Hi, Mike. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me here today. Pleasure. So to all begins for me in my career or with my study. So my study, I've done it in Switzerland. So I'm born and raised in, in Neuchâtel with part in the middle of the watch and jewelry region of, of Switzerland. You will see that has an importance a little bit later with the company yeah. where I'm working with. <laughs> and after uh, doing my study in economy, I went to do the faculty of law in Neuchâtel. During this, I have done part-time internship uh, during summer vacation with Shell. Mm-hmm. That, has, that is at that time that I discovered, actually, that all the trading world in, in the oil. And I was studying there. My, my father was working for Shell and he gave me the opportunity to go there to do this uh, summer in- internship. And I find out that actually law study was good, but that was not what I wanted to do in my future career. So I, um, I took then the uh, first uh, job in Geneva. That was a little bit to go out from Neuchâtel to see a little bit another city. Neuchâtel is quite a small size, medium, small size city of uh, in Switzerland. We have like 35,000 people living here. It's a nice place with a nice lake, but I wanted to see a little bit more international city like Geneva. And I have worked there for seven years. Actually, my first responsibility was on accounting and ethics trading and cash management. I entered there in 2001 as treasurer. A treasury in accounting, it was actually, sorry. And after some years, I had the possibility to take the treasurer role there in, in this uh, company. The and company is, is called Skyguide. Yes, sorry. Yes, Skyguide. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a air traffic control company. That was from 2000, uh, no, from 1999 to 2007. And air traffic control, you know, just maybe if you can explain Skyguide. Yeah. You know, surely it sounds like a civil service type, I know it's not, but a civil service type company, you just come in, turn the handle, you know, because you're regulated, you know, what's that like? And again, for the listeners to perhaps describe it to them. So it, it was a very interesting time. Then they had decided at the time to move the headquarter from Bern, from the Swiss German part of Switzerland to, to Geneva. And actually, one of my skills is I can speak once a little bit English, as you can hear, French, German, and, and Italian. And, mm-hmm. and so they were looking somebody who could have also the, the skills of the language. Then I had to interact a lot with the Swiss-German part and as well the Italian, as you have an airport in Lugano, one in Bern, one in Basel, one in Zurich, and one in Geneva. So you had to be able to interact with people and in, in, the, in their own in the main language, so in the home language, mm. was always better. And we we had there the first when I arrived, they were implementing SAP. That's mm-hmm. where I, I have learned to all the different models in SAP. And that's a very important step also in my career. That's what has opened a lot of doors in my future career, having done these uh, SAP modules to understand how 
the full finance, but as well production planning and other modules works, sales mm. uh, works. And I was member there of a, a implementation team that was for three, four years. After, after that achievement, the treasurer moved out to another company and I, they, they did give me the role thanks to the good accomplishment we have done. On the same year we have done this SAP implementation, we, uh, they decided as well uh, to move from Swiss Gap, uh, so from the Swiss uh, accounting rules, to EFRS. Mm. And so as well there, we had to, to build all the new regulation for EFRS 16, 32, and 39. Can you explain again for the listeners? So, what does Sky Guide do? You know, the air traffic control. You so up so yeah yeah. So that was uh, I, I wanted to come to that now. Yeah. Actually, so what they do, the, the mission they have is to control the air traffic who is crossing Switzerland and mm-hmm. landing in Switzerland. It's a non-profit organization. So what they have to do is they have to cover the cost with the air traffic fees that are, that they are charging the airplane or the air, air companies hmm. to, to land in Switzerland or to fly through Switzerland. The big challenge is SkyGuide is uh, affiliated to a European comp- company who is called Eurocontrol. And this is the company who is taking, taking all the fees from all the, uh, track, uh, the companies who are flying through Switzerland and over Switzerland. Right. The, the point there, and uh, maybe the people who, who knows 1990 to 2007, the point there is you, you're getting revenue stream in euro. And on the other side, you had the cost to mainly people costs, so salaries, and some IT uh, development or IT infrastructure that you have to build who were in Swiss francs as well. So you had a lot of uh, revenue in euro and a lot of cost in Swiss francs. And you had a, a yearly budget to have, and you had to hedge yourself the euro against Swiss francs. And now if we go back to 1999, that was, uh, the euro was at 160. In mm. 2001, September 11 happened. And in one night, one uh, morning actually uh, for the US, but uh, one end of day for Europe, the euro went from 160 against Swiss francs to 089, I think. Wow. So that is where I get my second, uh, maybe small star. <laughs> it's we, we, one of the, the the things that we have inputted or I, I, I did bring that that time is to, to, to build a hedging plan to smooth and the average hedging for ethics. Right. Uh, why we have done that? And we have seen that we had, we had a lot of volatility actually in, in the year. So what we tried to do is to avoid to have this volatility, to have a better budgeting uh, of our ethics revenue that we will have. And so we, we decided to hedge 80% forward for, for the full year and 20 to leave it open and to put some uh, option structure be, uh, beside. Mm. And lucky us, that was nice as can imagine if you get yeah. your revenue in euro and you in September you are losing partially uh, all, all to yeah, 60% or 70% of the value of what you are expecting to have for the next three months. Then we had this opportunity, opportunity to have this uh, built in place. So that was very interesting. I was there in, in Geneva region for seven years. And that's a little bit when I decided after seven years there, implementing this SAP and, and this, this treasury management system as well. Then we implemented a, a small treasury management tool to cope all these ethics operation. It's more front end than treasury management per se. And then I had the opportunity and I was looking to relocate myself in, in Neuchâtel, where 
my girlfriend and my wife now lives at, at the time. And we decided, I decided uh, a little bit by chance, I, I was uh, having a study interview with another company in the pharmaceutical in Basel. And coming back from this interview, I had my head editor of, at the time. It was not you, sorry, uh, Mike. That's all right. No, it <laughs> is now. We, we, yeah, just, we, yeah. just, just for clarification, that's, yeah, I've replaced him now. That's it. We, yeah. We, yeah, he's 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 buried six feet under. So that's it. We've got rid of him. No, I'm in charge. <laughs> but carry on. <laughs> and, and, so, and so at that time, I had the opportunity to have an interview here in the Châtel mm. for Metalor. And that's where I've learned that they, they were in the commodity space, in precious metal. That's something was frankly new for me. But they were looking somebody who had expertise to implement SAP and who have a good uh, view on the FX exposure as that at the time we had swings in the PL in FX who are more than five or six million a year and they were not able to explain it. Hmm. So that's why when I joined Metalor, so in 2007, at the time, uh, my position was a treasury FX and PM trader and project leader for this uh, ACP implementation. That was a very challenging time. Then I had a lot to learn about the commodities. That means mm. the first three years of my metal career were very challenging, a lot to learn. People who are moving from a normal corporate to commodity space, you have a lot of more interaction than when you do FX, for example, you are doing euro Swiss, dollar, euro, uh, dollar pound. Mm. You, you don't care about where you have to deliver material. What is the issue behind that? I will explain that a little bit more later. Yeah. But in the precious metal field, you have a lot to link with the physical flows. And that, that's also important to understand. And so when I move to Metalor, maybe that I will tell you a little bit more later about what we are doing. That's, that, that was for me a good challenge to take. And that's why I decided in 2007, March 2007, to move. Make the move. Nick, there's one thing I want people to understand and listen to is the fact that you joined them in 2007. You're still there now. So 13 years later, and your progression has been great you know within that i want people to understand and maybe as we go through just if you can explain how you position yourself for each of the promotions if you like again what you did and you know i know this because i've got the background and we've discussed this and things like that yeah. how you prepared yourself for each of the step ups because you know, I've had it before where some of the listeners will have been in one company for 10 years but they'll have made two or three moves you know, how you achieve that within Metal. Obviously, you start as Treasury Project Manager, so we'll start with that, but then how you progressed. Over to you. Yeah, yeah. So I think what I've seen in my career, I think you have to be always open to, to change and, and to move on on, on new, new tasks. My father did say it once to me, he says to me, very important sentence in my life, he says, if you want to progress, you have to make your work good and you have to begin that somebody understand your work as backup. Then mm. if you have no backup, you cannot move up. <laughs> and, that's, <laughs> and, and, that, and that's true. That's actually true. That's exactly, I, I, I like to share. I like to share what I'm, I've learned. I like to share my experience. And what I have done, I have worked very hard on, on, on this SAP implementation. So when we, we implemented the SAP, and then we moved in the first step to a second installation of SAP treasury software that, at that time. And I think I, I demonstrated at that time that what we have committed or the, the, the business plan we had, so three years to, to implement that. We had the PwC at the time helping us on, on this project and to implement SAP. We have done three years. After three years, 
system was there, big revenue generation for the company. This year, uh, in, in the trading space, we, we are multiple of 10 million to give you the information. I cannot disclose too much as we are not, uh, this information are not out yet on the market. And yeah. We have nothing known, but only the, the, the share structure is privately owned. So it's not yeah. a big deal. But so the, the revenue streams that we generate now with this system, it, it, it was great. And that's what did bring me to get the role. Then I get a little bit lucky. Then at one stage, they wanted to move me when I was area. So I moved from project leader to area treasurer in 2011. So four years after. If you want, we have treasury area. So we have one in, in Europe. We have one in Asia based in Hong Kong. We have one in China, in Shanghai. And we have one in the US in Boston or next, mm. next by Boston. And so at that time, when I was there, they asked me if I had an interest to go to Hong Kong and had to convince my wife and we were ready to move. And at that time, my boss was a group treasurer, decided to move back. He, he was South African to move back in South Africa for some health reasons and as well to, to go to see his family. And, his mm. and so, yeah, from, yeah, from one day to the other, I was ready to move to Hong Kong. And we're looking to, to rent a flat and I had to take over this, this position. And that was mainly thanks to the, this implementation that we have done, the, this leadership that I had during this implementation. But it's not only me, it's, it's often in, in a team, it's, you have to have a very good link as well with your team. You have to have a pro professional team. I yeah, think that's yeah. also where I had the big chance is when, when you move up, you have to have people who are under well-trained and as well have a good understanding of your business that they can take over your, your, your position and your role. Well, as your dad's, yeah, exactly. As your father said, you know, have great backups, have great people that can, mm -hmm. your team around you rather is more important than just, just you. They say it's, you know, greater than the sum, don't they? The parts, I think. Yeah, exactly. And then you, and then you should do the area treasure role then, you know, cause I, I don't want to run out of time. Cause I think there's some great stuff I want to dive back into with this digitalization of the, chain and stuff like that but then you got the group treasure role in 2013 talk about the step up if you would then bring us up to date and then let's dive into some of the the blockchain things and stuff because otherwise we, we won't have time because it's great stories and some great developments with you guys okay so i mean i, I before to go to that so i, I quickly yeah. give what we have done during this this area treasury role so so Mainly what we have built, we were in Excel spreadsheets. So in 2011, to give you an indication, we, we are trading monthly more than 2 billion US dollars. So if you imagine we had settlement, we had daily payment of uh, thousands of hundreds of, of millions going in and out. And you had all that in Excel spreadsheets. You had part of it, the accounting was done in SAP, but all the settlement and all that was done in Excel spreadsheet. To give you an indication, in 2011, when I went to uh, treasurer, I had to sign in the morning more than 80 faxes to send for between trade confirmation and settlement. Wow. And so we understood at the time we were, so Metalor did come from a company who was owned by UBS. And so we, three old, this president of UBS did purchase the company at the time mm. and to make it work. And, and they get only, we were linked to a bank. And mm -hmm. then at one stage, UBS decided to sell to sell Metalor, so uh, to sell the asset of Metalor to these three person. And we had to, they had to begin from scratch. When I arrived, we had three banks counterparty. We had 300 million of working capital finance. To give you an idea, in 2011, so four years, five years back, we were at roughly 1.8 billion US dollar of working capital financing mm -hmm. with certain banks. 
Now we have four billion US dollar with twenty four banks. So I mean, you cannot you cannot live with that in excess. I mean, and already with three, already with seven or eight banks, it was not it was no more manageable. I mean, we if you had to do reports, you had to to take too much numbers, excels, databases, and and so it it was very difficult for us to 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 work with that. We decided at the time to take the the project to to put a treasury management system. We went to do our, our RFP for four vendors. There was three systems where we at the end. We decided to go to SAP. Then the, the main de- decider for that is all the treasury uh, system is in the middle of our core business. So all the, we have three, three units we're producing. So one was refining the precious metals, so taking in all the, the scrap worldwide from mining, from recycling, from pharmaceutical companies, from electronic scrap, and we are recycling that. And then we have two other streams who are selling to semi-finished product. You can find precious metal originated from metal ore in your mobile phone, in your connectivity, in 5G today uh, network, and, and, and you can find that as well on your credit card. The chips on the credit card is plated mm-hmm. with with platinum or palladium or gold. So you, tr- you can find that. And so mm. the two other companies are selling and one is doing more switch switches for electricity. So customers there are ABB, Schneider, Siemens, Eaton of this world. And so the big companies, and, and that's the, the, how it works. And we are centrally in the middle in a treasury. So all the companies were in SAP and the best choice for us was to, to go to SAP. So we, we had to create the less API to intercommunicate with the system. And I think it was a good choice. And I will tell you a little bit later also what we are now doing, but it was a good choice. The only point I will say, ACP is not a front end. Mm. So the, each time I have my traders and I have 12 traders in the company, each time I speak to my traders, they say to me, oh, Nicolas, uh, I have to input each time the trade inside ACP. That's uh, a loss of time and stuff. Yes, but on the other side, ACP, when you have done the flow and the flow are right, I mean, you don't need to look at it. It's done. <laughs> so I mean, so there was the give and the take. I think the the, the, the give is, is we have a very nice system. We works perfectly. The settlement. We are in, we were the first company in the commodity to put the MT six messages for precious metal. So the, we were the first corporate company who work with with a banking network with the Swift network to be able to exchange that. So we have done a lot of steps. I have a very good team for that. We are very, very did work very hard on on this on this side, and that was very important for us that we were able with now these big flows or inflows that we have on a daily basis to have that on a treasury management system. Tell us about this blockchain solution because it's, it's something I've seen you present on at these conferences and things like that. I think, again, it's fascinating. We didn't, you know, I want to get into detail, but not, you know, sort of explain to why is it valuable? Why is it yeah. valuable to the company? I mean, it's in, I don't know if the... No, Depends where the, the, the people will, will hear the podcast are from. But in Switzerland, we had lately, in, in the last years, a lot of pressure from NGOs for mm. sourcing in, in the precious metal field. There, there was a vote, a vote in Switzerland three, three weeks ago where it was called multinational responsible, where the initiatives were to put a rule that in the futures, you were, uh, NGO could attack a company like Metalor or like Nestle or the company saying that you are not sourcing properly in this region. And then you had to de- demonstrate that you're doing all right. Mm. This is in the precious metal field. I mean, I'm 13 years now with Metal Law. From day one, we had NGOs. I remember I, I live uh, five minutes from, from work. We had people with flags in front of the office 
coming to demonstrate saying you are sourcing metal from Africa in this region. There is child labor and stuff. And so we, we have done our homework. I think it's very important for us to find a way to be able to source the precious metal mm-hmm. and to bring it to our end customers and to be 100% sure that what you have sourced in a dedicated region is the precious metal that you showed up to the customer at the end. Mm-hmm. And so that is why we decided to go in a way. The blockchain was only the best system we had in the hands to demonstrate that. Then actually what we have in blockchain, it's, it's what we have today already in, in our system in SAP. But the, the problem is if, if you want to put a trust in a system, then you have to go in a blockchain solution where you cannot go and amend something if you see there was something was not done properly. Mm. The, the big advantage of the blockchain is you have different players. So I explain you quickly the flow in a few minutes. Yeah, that's lovely. We, we have at the beginning a mine. This mine will take pictures of the mining dory. So they will process the material, have a bar of precious metal with actually a percentage of gold with roughly, for, if we speak about gold dory, with 80% gold, mm. with different precious metal and with different deleterious elements. At that time, the mining, for example, I take an, an example that we, we have shown, demonstrate, will be in Suriname, in, so in, in South America, and, and they will make a picture of the Doré bar and they will input the information of the bar, so the weight, the quality, the deleterious element in a system, so that is automated by them, so they have a machinery, they, they put the bar under, they make a picture, they have X-ray gun, they put the X-ray gun, there is the numbers, these numbers goes in a in their system, and that is all this information goes in the blockchain system. Lovely. That is there, and the bar exists, is bar number one, and is there. Then through the process, you have transport companies. So a transport company will go to fetch that in helicopter to bring that to the capital of Suriname, and then from, from there, it goes via two flights, arrive in Zurich, and then from Zurich, come, come to come Neuchâtel with a, with a truck. So mm. you have between one and three to four different companies who have this precious metal. In each of them, they have an app where they when they receive, you have a seal, a crypto seal with attached to the, the bar uh, mm. number. So in, in, it's, it's in a wood box and you have this crypto seal attached. The, the guy will only take that he has taken the responsibility of the precious metal on that date. And then when he hands over to the other, the other will take his mobile app and rescan it and say, I take it over from the mm. brinks from Loomis. And then Loomis, when they arrive in, in our plant, we will take it with our app here and add that. So you will have a tracking of all the precious metal. You know that the bar is always the same. The, this crypto seal is as well attached. So if it's open or break, then you have to redo all the checks. But mm. if all goes well, you have at the end a nice wood box chain. and yeah. security chain. At yeah. that time, we put that in SAP. We are running a f- the full process on a dedicated plant. So we, we have a small capacity, small capacity. We, we have different in industrial processes, which are smaller industrial processes to only have this precious metal for mining. And so you have a, a fuel value chain in your system with then interlinked with SAP with a different module. So you have the sales module, you have the purchasing module, you have the production module, and all that is interlinked. Why Treasury has run that? That's also important. We are on one stage paying out the mine, and at the end, we are delivering this precious metal to banks or to the other division. So we are in the middle of all the flows. And so it's why we decided to have all the flows by us. As well, we had this uh, this, uh, possibility to have already a lot of different uh, interconnection API with the bank. And so that was the best place to to have that. And so at the end, 
you have a process, you can all sell a precious metal bar, a kilo bar. The owner can take his bar, can take his the, the crypto seal with on the bar. He can take his app. He can put mm. a, a picture of that, and with that or uh, or RFID, and with that he can see when was the goal originated in which country and what was the lot originated and how many bars was created and he has one of the bar of 130 for example yeah and why do you feel that's i i know why i feel that's important but you know maybe in your words why do you feel that is important in treasury or important to the the guys in the corporate and things like that yeah. obviously you've then got the yeah. responsibilities but you know why why is that so important going forward as well so a it becomes more and more important. And actually, for us, we have seen that a lot of companies are investing a lot of time and money in ESG standards, yeah. and, and we as well, uh, by the way. And what we have seen is a lot of companies who are also luxury brands, so the watch and jewelry, well, in our region, so in this region of Neuchâtel, you have, I mean, all the watch and jewelry guys, the biggest uh, name that you can have in Switzerland, they are 40 kilometers from our plant. And they have a very interest to, to be able to, when you sell a uh, a diamond power in gold and this is as a cost of one million dollar what you don't want to find yourself it's one day that you see that the the gold comes give a country who's maybe not the the, the, the the best case but comes from congo and then you are child labor there and yeah. then you are the, the murders behind this gold source bad sourcing so mm. what you want to be sure is when you sell that and you are a nice brand is that you can at any time if somebody comes to say oh where the gold come from to have this information ready mm. What we have seen is the people who have done the different steps, there is different way to achieve that. Or you take it from A to Z on your side, but that is very difficult for, for, for these watch and jewelry guys. So then they, they have given us the mandate to say, okay, fine, what can you propose us to have in the future a solution? Blockchain is one. We are as well working for other initiatives. But the blockchain was the, the, the most digital one that they could even use then for their process. Then if you take a gold bar that take from us one kilo they can process that then in their system and interlink that with the the blockchain solution to have at the end the fine product who comes out this diamond power will be exactly the same than the goal that you had originated from mine a on one month before mm. And, mm. and so and this is what i think brings visibility for them in the future and Actually, the market is not mature enough. We have seen that. A lot of them had an, an interest, but only few of them have purchased this solution. It's more, the one who have done it, uh, to be frank, it's more to do a, a testing, a test, to if that works for them. And, and that is why, where we are today. It's in an early stage for this blockchain solution. But, I mean, you have that tracking today for for meat, you have this tracking for cheese, you have this tracking for different solutions. Mm, mm. uh, for, for, for example, in the pharmaceutical, you, have, you can track as well the, the, the drugs to understand when they, were, when they were originated, when they were produced, and what, where, where was the storage done. And so I think that that's the future. But maybe for that, uh, we will need to wait some few years that the people adopt this solution. Yeah. And what, what you know, just going back, you, you run... You're a great group treasurer, run, uh, you know, a large team globally and things like that. I mean, coming on to the people aspects, because obviously, you know, we're hosting at the Treasury Recruitment Company, so we're very much into the people aspect. You and I have spoken about this as well, and we've talked about, you know, the strength of the people, exactly as you talked about earlier, your backups, if you like. Yeah. yeah. You know, what, what's, what's key to you when you're coaching, managing those guys, leading those guys? What, what's your ethos, if you like? Again, this is for the listeners today, and they're going – 
wow. And and I know that we'll put your details in the show notes later, but you know, we're not at the end of the show yet. It's more, you know, what, what are your views on that? How do you, you know, lead them? So first things, it's it's to, to be part of a team. And, and when, when I'm speaking with other group treasurer, mm. what we have seen in, in treasury, in pure treasury, I mean, there is some, you, you can be trained today with some training. But for example, if you do treasury in a corporate companies and then you move treasury in a commodity companies, then you, you will change from A to Z. Mm. It's very different, different world, different dynamics. I mean, we are paying same, same day value, high payment, corporate, normal corporate, they have forecast cash flows and different so what you have to be is you have to be open mind to learn i think that is the most important point we i've seen in 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 the recruitment we have done in the last five years i have changed a little bit my 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 way to recruit people i'm more taking people who have a good background so good study willingness to learn Mm. willingness to learn is for me the most important and have demonstrate that this willingness to learn has bring them a lot in the company. So in the future, in the previous job. And what we have seen here in, in, in the first, in the last people that we hired, between two candidates, if one candidate is maybe a, a good study, but when we interview him, we see that his willingness to learn is there, but he's not maybe his, his, mind, his, his first asset. We will take better the second candidate who has this willingness to learn. Mm-hmm. Then it, it's, it's a lot to learn when you move from from saying a plain vanilla corporate treasury say in in, in to a commodity company mm. and that is that is for me the, the first point is i mean the people need to be willing to learn something every day i mean i'm 13 years here i mean we had covid situation and i can give you an example there quickly yeah. it's from one day to the others we had to change the the, the our workflows to make payment to customers we had to organize flights from Europe to US, from Europe to Africa, from Europe. Mm. And we, we had to learn that you can take a plane that costs you 200, roughly $200,000 to f- go from Zurich to New York to deliver 10 tons of gold. And if the people, they are not willing to quickly react and to change and to have a new, a new challenge in front of them, then you're stuck. You're stuck. Yeah. Then, and and that, is that, that is the most important. I think you have to have people who have this mindset and, 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 and who have, yeah, I mean, the love to work where they, they are, they are with. And, and we have to change as well. We have to, to, to do a lot of different things. And now, still today, 50% of the team works from home. Mm. And, but that works well. I mean, uh, the, the people, they, they know when they have to be there. They, they know when it's a little bit, some days, the months where they can, they, have, they can relax a little bit. I think for me, that is most important. It's this, this yeah, learning skills and willingness to, to, to learn. That's very important. Yeah. So we've covered blockchain, which I know is a big thing. We've covered the team stuff. What, you know, before we wrap up the show, because again, we keep the show to about half an hour, 40 minutes. It used to be the typical commute time for people, though people don't commute anymore. It's now, you know, how long, how long does it take you to go from the bedroom to your desk, back to the shower to get a coffee and then there. So maybe you make that stretch out for half an hour if you're very slow and you listen to a podcast. Joking aside, you know, what what else do you think is important about the future of Treasury? What are you seeing in the developments? I know that, again, we see each other at all the conferences and I hope to do that in 2021. You know, what are you seeing as the future? Is it, you know, we've got the the value chain. You've talked about that. We've talked about the people that you're managing. What other area you talked about a couple of there is what else do you think are important? I mean, it's what I have seen in the, in the past years, uh, it's, it's treasury was before part of larger finance. And, and we were like 
helping finance to for some tasks like for hedging for for fx exposure for commodity exposure mm. i think what has changed already i've seen the first changes from 2001 after september 11 and, and now after covid it's when a ceo wants to understand where the cash sits what mm. what you need as working capital in the next 10 15 days the information is by us mm. and where the ri- the risk sits so we are a little bit the risk mitigator and and the cash owner of a company and so with that the visibility in treasury for me becomes more and more and and it's very important that that in the futures and that's what i've seen and when you sp- speak with other peers they have mentioned me the same it's going forward we have a lot of card to play so on the digitalization process mm-hmm. and it's all the flows on on the on the payment and all these flows comes to you so we will be the first who will have to move to a full digitalization i'm expecting one day and i'm i'm looking to have a pro- to, to be able to provide payment with cryptocurrencies that i can make the payment in in the in the next six minutes for mm-hmm. us it's very important that for in, in the commodity space when you purchase gold you purchase it with payment uh, directly uh, to a customer and they are expecting when the plane is is ready to to be to fly away from a country they are expecting to get the funds by them at that time mm-hmm. so response time to pay a payment uh, 20 30 50 million of us dollar today's when we begin it was like half a day and today already you can have it in the next 10 15 minutes but when you will be able to have this digitization step and have it in the next 10 seconds yeah th- wow. i think that's that will be a next game changer uh, <laughs> at, le- at least at least to 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 be the first to provide that you could earn a lot of 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 customers only demonstrating that you are able to pay always on time and always when you have mentioned it and that's that's very important is that you you as as a treasurer or a, a, even a treasury member and i i always say to my my team that they should go to conference it's very important to go to conference to exchange with other treasurer to see what they are doing what is what what are the points what are important for you i mean in the last euro finance conference i was there i was exchanging on a panel discussion on security and role of uh, the new role of a treasurer and i had the the treasurer from uh, another big company next to me and he say to me oh yo by the way have, we have done a, penetra- a penetration test in it to see how our network and uh, can react if we have an attack and uh, that was last year in switzerland four of the companies were here and one big company in the watch and jewelry they had attacks and they they were penetrated by hackers and they were not mm-hmm. more able to pay for a week time So if that happens to us I mean and so we have run one so they are, they have mm-hmm. finalized that these guys are professionals that were doing that yeah. and they find a lot of loopholes I mean we had senior management of Metalor we had on the seven senior management five of my colleagues <laughs> did click on the oh, on the yeah, on a link sending me this yeah do 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 click on a link where they ask them to give uh, the password from their computer yeah they did not They, they have seen at that time there was something bad but they have clicked on on the link yeah so this is also very important that the, the when you go for example then you can come back say to your your ceo and your it manager when was the last time you have done this test the guy says oh it's four years ago i say okay fine then we put one in place mm. that's what you have done and you don't need that but at least you have the possibility in going in these conferences and having a changes 
with peers, even digital in this in these years, to 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 have the possibility to to see what what is the need of your company and to take the best to bring. Yeah. And this is exactly, and this is that's why we do the podcast to get people like yourself on on here that actually really how you're bringing treasury, you know, properly value adding, not just looking after you talked about cash being, you know, the key thing and, and everything else, but you're actually really adding value to the business as a whole. And that's what a lot of the people listening today, listen to this, re-listen to this. This is fantastic stuff. Nicholas, as we approach the end of today's show, I mean, we could keep going. There's so much more knowledge and stuff, but you've been kind enough to give us all this time. But what would you say, you know, we'll put your LinkedIn details in the show notes so that people can connect to you if you want to, if they're in treasury and things. But what would you, looking back over your stuff, your your history, your career, and people look at you and say, do you know what, I want a career just like that. What would you, tips would you give them? What top two or three tips as we end every show with, what would you say? First thing, thing is willingness to learn. <laughs> I have yeah. mentioned that, I think, that is great. six or seven times. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, you, you have to be, I mean, in all stuff, I'm, I'm a person who have a lot of interest, different interest. But yeah, to, to learn each time something new and even to, to put yourself in a position to say, okay, fine, I have something. I have achieved something with my team. What are the next steps? Are we mm-hmm. missing something? What is the next step to do? So that's, that's the first thing you have to do. Then to be flexible. I mean, often and, and more you go up, more you have to be flexible. Often you want to put something in place and then you see that maybe the priority of the company is not the, 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 the one. But to take, to take maybe the point that you want to achieve on site for half a year, a year, or maybe often two years. And then when, when it's the right time, when you have the right possibility to demonstrate that you have to put that in place. For example, COVID, for example, if we did not have a treasury management system and had to report. And, and before that, when we are in September 11, but already in a crisis in 2008 and 2011, mm. we had to have the cash ready in the morning. It was ready at 10.30. Today, with a treasury management system, you click at 8.45, traders comes in at 8. 45 minutes later, we have all ready and we are 100% bulletproof that the figures that we have in front of us are the correct one. Yeah. And all, all this was only done that we were able to, to, with a very good, nice professional team, to be flexible and to put in place the right steps and the right controls to have that ready at any time when you need visibility. Mm-hmm. And then... I think when you are in treasury, you will have to run a lot of small projects can, can, can be to generate a small API between a software with outside and, 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 you, and your functional uh, system with collecting, for example, cash. But when you do something, you have to be reliable. So you have to demonstrate that what you do, you are professional, and that it, then it works. If with that, you are, that's for me the three more important points if you want to progress in treasury. learning cash visibility and really you know employing all those systems and things like that so amazing nicholas amazing to chat to you today sir thank you very much as i say connect with him if you want amazing guy to see on stage and if you get to have a beer with him he's great fun as well and we you know there's there's lots of stories and lots of different things real passionate about treasury so thank you very much for your time today sir thank you mike and uh, see you soon i hope see you soon